0: Welcome to Podcast. seems like our first real episode in a while. And today we have a special guest with us. Parker, say hello. Hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what you do.
1: Well, my name is Parker. Parker Whirling. I'm a musician, actor, podcaster, and uh, I'm excited to be on your show here talking about everything music with you.
0: Not everything. I...
1: not Not everything (laughs) about
0: music (laughs) we're actually gonna Uh, i heard you're a music teacher so that's why we tapped you in
1: (laughs) there we go yeah (laughs) (laughs) eight year olds let's let's get them on the show that's a good bar
0: for us at camp scouts we were like we need a guy who teaches josh's level (laughs) exactly yes totally Uh, but you do a show called on that note is your podcast right
1: that's correct yeah much like this i i interview artists um on zoom which is nice because they can be kind of anywhere in the world Although I just started doing in-person interviews, which has been really fun.
0: So, Parker's address is in the (laughs) caption. Yeah, yeah. Description below.
1: Check the description. Come say hey. (laughs) All good.
0: Um, You've talked to Louis Prince and H. Bernard, which are two friends of ours as well. Which is a really oh no way uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing we got going on.
1: Yeah, I guess so. How did you find them? Um, H. Bernard was the
0: first song. So when this show started, we wanted to. The reason it's called Camp Scouts is we wanted to dig specifically through Bandcamp to find artists. And H Bernard, um, their song "87 Days" had just come out when we started looking. So that was the first Whoa. song I'd ever found
1: uh, for no this way. project,
0: and it was it's so good. Like he is so talented that um, he's awesome. Uh, we yeah. said that he like proved the theory for us, uh, and then Curtis our co-host he found louis prince's music and brought on the show a couple of months after that which was really cool they're both cool nice. guys
1: very cool did he get to talk to them
0: um we talked to H. Bernal, but that's because we kept saying hike perna in our first episode and yeah, so we got yeah. this voice message and he was like i'm not mad at you
1: however <laughs> <laughs> it is a it's a tough name to say like just by looking at it i mm-hmm. i probably only knew how to say it because i think i I think I looked it up or asked him right before we started because I I would have definitely mispronounced it too. It's so funny. Um, no, he was, re- he was really
0: cool about it. Um, I think he said, like, it's not that German or something like that. Like, it was cool.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but we're not here to talk about them. Get them out of your head. We're here to talk about four new songs. Three bands of our pick and one of your songs we'll talk about sweet in the episode. So let's jump right into it with both feet. And we're going to go with our first song of the day, Love You've Shown by Mark Whalen and Nico Bonos.
1: When the workday gets to me That was groovy
0: oh uh, yeah mark whalen is a great artist he comes from uh or i guess he's based in detroit michigan he hasn't okay. had um a single in a while he had a song well, he's an album out now with nico Bocos. um okay but uh he wrote a song he wrote an album called what's the story morning glory in like 2019 2018 and he
1: called it what's the story morning glory
0: oh uh, no <laughs> That's the. Like, um
1: that's bold. <laughs> that's uh, Who is that? That's Oasis.
0: Oasis. The album is just called Morning Glory. <laughs> oh, okay. But, <laughs> thank you for catching me. The album is, the album released in November 2018, and they had one single in 2019, and there was nothing until uh-huh. um, earlier this year in July when they came out with some singles and then uh, an album in September, which is really good. I'm a big fan of Mark Whalen. I think he's great.
1: That was sick. Yeah, they rigged gives me uh jerry paper meets uh mild high club vibes Mm.
0: it's got like a very relaxed aesthetic they've got a song called old money which is just about like picking up a sugar mama and nice it's got that same like very relaxed very easy listening vibe to it that i think uh, him and nico have really tapped into
1: yeah i really dug that that was cool i've never i feel like i've heard that name but um know nothing about him so what was it again
0: mark wayland with mark Whalen. W- you okay K-U-H. um he uh his album morning glory had a lot of songs on it that were really youthful in a way like songs like an ode to not being able to grow a mustache and <laughs> stuff like that and i just thought it was so cool I vibe with that yeah i yeah me too i still have a very patchy beard so i have to stay baby faced
1: yeah i'm kind of the same i get it on the chin and that's it which is yeah. a little weird, you know?
0: Yeah. I get, this is such, this is so not the podcast, but I get like up here under my eye, I'll have a patch of hair. Oh yeah. And then nothing Same in kinda. my cheek.
1: <laughs> yeah. I get that a little bit too. Yeah, it's the like, what? what is going on there? But no, that was cool. I like that song a lot.
0: Yeah. The slide guitar in it is a great touch. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's what that
1: is. Music teacher. Yeah. Mm, I definitely heard that little, like kind of higher pitch guitar looking sound and solo thing Mm. i can't tell if that was slide or not i have to listen to it again but yeah overall definitely remind me a lot of jerry paper have you listened to him
0: uh no i'm not sure who jerry paper is
1: oh dude yeah give him a listen he's a little bit weirder than what we just heard um but similar in in like that easy groove Mm. uh kind of vibe at least his new album that he put out definitely has that easy listening thing to it
0: Cool. do you know the name of the album uh
1: i think it's it's not Apricadabra. it's it's kind of a weird name let me look it it's, up it's don't look back in anger actually <laughs> yeah exactly how did you know <laughs> uh oh it's not even uh the new album i haven't really listened to oh it is abracadabra look at me uh it was 2020 though so it's not the new one the new one i haven't really listened to but you really can't go wrong with Anything that he's put out, yeah. uh, Jerry Papers, yeah, he rocks. Definitely give it a listen if you, if you like what we just heard. Yeah, I
0: definitely will. Uh, and you at home, listener, please. Uh, but who are you we listening home. to next? What's our uh, second song of the day?
1: Uh, is this my my pick?
0: Yeah, go crazy. All
1: right, this go is nuts. anything, just anything. It's gonna be my boys, the Echo Locations. Uh, these dudes are great. Uh, two of the three of them have been uh, playing with me live on on bassist and a, a guitarist. So we got Harrison on guitar, and um, and Wes on bass. One day maybe Gavin will will be on the drums with me too. Get the whole echo locations, but they're very like '50s surf pop, um, very reminiscent of that kind of uh, Chuck Berry or. Um, I don't know. It just reminds me of like back to the future type tunes. They're great. Uh, anything that they put out is awesome. I'm a huge fan. Um, and they're like just super cool dudes. So this one is all I want to do. It's probably their biggest one, uh, but you can't go wrong with any of their songs. two for two two for two already no stinkers. so early (laughs) it's funny right after that ended i've I've imagined hearing like a like wrxp thank you guys for listening to echo locations (laughs) just sounds (laughs) like straight out of like a like a 50s top 40 hits radio station
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, well tell me about the song tell me about the band
1: Uh, Okay, so I don't know much about the song other than it rocks, uh, but the echolocations, I mean, all their tunes kind of have that retro feel to it. Uh, It's just the three of them. Harrison Gregg is the the lead singer and um, guitarist, and I'm pretty sure he wrote all the songs. I think in a way it's he's like the guy who's really forwarding the project um, on his own. Um, And then Wes and Gavin are there providing the beats and the bass. And um, just as a unit, they're, they're so tight and I've gotten to see them play probably, probably five or six times. Now Uh, they got another show November 1st in Atlanta that I'll be going to see. And then show after that, November 17th in Athens, uh, at the globe. So I I always try to make sure I see them anytime I can, um, especially because one, they they rock. Two, they're super nice guys, and they've like always made it a point to uh, um, just come to my shows and be good dudes and um, definitely some of my closest newer friends um, that I've met. So, uh, yeah, they're awesome. I got nothing but great things to say about the three of them.
0: Oh, yeah, I love the like bubblegum poppy sound that they have, yeah. especially in the song. Um, it's crazy that they are... Uh, they're not. I know that's that's this is something people say about every band. That's good. It's right. crazy that there hasn't been like a like a batch of teenagers that have like heard this song really <laughs> attached yeah. to the audio. That's crazy, man. It's really good. I know.
1: I I'm, I'm waiting for um for them to come play some like sorority shows, and then all of a sudden, all the girls are all over them. You know, mm-hmm. it just seems like you know to me there should be like a hunger for that retro, uh, pop sound because i just haven't heard anybody in athens or atlanta really doing that i'm sure there is somebody but to me echolocations they're the ones that are doing it and um, i think they they deserve to uh you know to have a big crowd um and they have played for decent sized crowds Uh, i just think you know i could see them really like rocking a great show everybody dancing and um, you know what do you call it doing the jitterbug (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, when they get done playing they say uh, you might not like it but your grandparents would have
1: exactly they, they, they actually say that <laughs> after every song <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah. kidding. I'm not going to slander them like that they don't do that
0: I, I love the title of their EP which is going steady with the echolocations I think yeah that's
1: cute. so old school with the, with the echolocations you know mm. that's cool and I think they're about to record some new music Hopefully, hopefully they don't care that I said that
0: as long as you don't say a date or later we'll just cut it out they're <laughs> yeah, definitely no. coming out with music november 1st write it down yeah and it's <laughs>
1: called uh, i'm just kidding i don't know what it is um it's called giving uh,
0: your pin to the echolocations
1: <laughs> giving your pin wow yeah actually um ah damn it i was trying to think of another oasis album but i can't <laughs>
0: <laughs> i only know the one
1: i know There's what's the two. story of morning glory and then what was the other one you just said
0: don't like back in anger but that might just be a single
1: Um, I think it supersonic. uh, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember the first one, whatever. I have a friend that's a huge Oasis fan. It'd be so pissed at me right now.
0: We actually just recently talked on an episode of the show about the MTV. Um, what's it unplugged show that Oasis did where Noel Gallagher just showed up to heckle.
1: (laughs) Really? No, I didn't know that they even did that. I might have my names
0: backwards between the brothers, but they did an unplugged I, show. I have
1: no idea which one's which, honestly. Uh, so
0: we'll just say no because if I'm wrong, I'd rather be consistently wrong. But uh, exactly. They were doing an unplugged show in the middle of their um there's like huge international tour and so they'd be playing and Noel would be like, "Oh, I got to I got to stop singing. My voice hurts. My throat. I got to save it for the show." And then was doing it like sooner and sooner into the MTV rehearsals and then eventually just stopped showing up. And the night of the show, he shows up and he's a little under the influence or a lot. And they're like, he's like, I'm ready to play. And the band and Liam Gallagher are like, no, there's no shot. Like you don't get to play. <laughs> and so he sits in one of the like, the like uh booth seats, the the Abe Lincoln seats. And yeah, uh, heckles the show. He's like smoking in the room. His feet are no up. way. Yeah, it's such what? a weird story to me.
1: Like we can watch this online. No. Oh, fuck! Um, I was like, I would love to watch it. that. It's,
0: it's well documented, or go through the catalog, dear listener. If you missed it, that's I don't know the number. It's one of them. Uh It's with Austin Constantino. If you find the feet Austin, mm. you found it. But we're not here to talk about Oasis. Fuck Oasis. We're here to talk about
1: yeah. Fuck Oasis.
0: We're here to talk about uh the next band of the night, Lost Diana's, and their song Beef Mac. <laughs> We got exceedingly 90s right here. Yeah. Uh, the oh, dude, that, the episode.
1: that was sick. Yeah, I like that. A
0: great song. It's a very mean spirited song. This is essentially a diss track. This was uh, Love Back it. by Las Diana's. My favorite part of the song, the the like the part of the chorus they're repeating uh translates to you are the group that people use at parties to go piss, which I think is the funniest way to say <laughs> your music sucks. <laughs>
1: wow. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. i was wondering what they were saying it sounded uh it sounded very insulting <laughs> <laughs> it was sick no i really like the the energy of that
0: i love that there's like a synth in it like the
1: da, na, na. yeah it yeah. was cool how did you hear about them
0: um band camps uh oh, okay the the like the new arrivals tab you set it to oh, whatever yeah. the day is and i we dig through we slog through um and you listen to a lot of experimental noise instrumentation right. I'm that sure is definitely groundbreaking, but you find um, stuff like this. You find Las Diana's uh, a band from Granada, Spain on the,
1: Oh, they're from uh, Spain.
0: Spain. Yeah. And they're from Whoa. the Casa Maracas uh, record label.
1: Very cool. That was cool. I feel a little more cultured after hearing that.
0: Yeah. You're welcome. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's ah. funny
1: because um, I you said Big Mac. Well, not Big Mac. What was it? Beef Mac. Beef Mac. And I was like, I thought that was the band name. And it was not what I was expecting once you played it. <laughs> I was like, like oh, Lost Diana. Some, some grunge metal. Some, like, yeah, it, like. <laughs> Yeah. I was expecting, like, I don't know, Candlebox or something.
0: That's funny. Um, I think if this song wasn't titled Beef Mac, I might not have... Uh... Given it a listen because I think that's a really funny title. Mm -hmm. Um, I really hope they're like the word "beef" is intentional, as if like this because because this is a diss track, right? Um, But it's high energy. It's awesome. This band has a really cool aesthetic that I like. They have an album out. Um, I think it's called. God forgive me. Uh, I'm going to Google Translate it because I don't want to be disrespectful and. just butcher someone's language uh what your body asks of you and they've got songs in there titled such as like all my friends have covid <laughs> it's just like really cute
1: um i love it it's uh, like a, punk rock
0: yeah and um i really like tempo, brighter sounds i know that's abstract but uh it's a lot of fun No, i
1: know what you mean i mean it's just fun yeah it's a fun time that's the echolocations are <clears throat> even if they're not Up tempo, it's pretty bright
0: yeah i don't know i had a i had a phase where i was just like looking out for and listening to depressing music because i thought that that's where artistry was being done and that's (laughs) stupid so yeah (laughs) trying to break yeah it is over correct
1: no i mean i get it you go through those those moods of just wanting to listen to elliot smith um yeah and then sometimes you're like this is uh making me depressed let's let's you know put on something happy
0: you're 17 and you get the you get in bloom by nirvana and you get the right neutral milk hotel album and you're like well this is it this is music
1: <laughs> yeah you know how do you feel about neutral, neutral milk hotel it's hard to say um
0: well i i do i do think that album is very well sequenced and crafted and it did like make a big impression on me for a long time but i have stopped listening to any music that's older than 20 years. I try to just listen to wow. modern stuff. That's uh, from the expired music podcast hosted by Clayla Perry and Aaron Mitchell. They have that uh, theorem and I don't know. It speaks to the idea of like, how much time am I spending listening to neutral hotel when I could be listening to someone who's also making great music, who doesn't get attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I feel like I'm, you know, I'm behind the curve with that album because I know people that like the whole, you know, R slash MU on Reddit, like Mm. they love that shit. And I just, and I agree with, you know, a lot of takes in that realm, but uh, for some reason that one, I don't quite, uh, I don't quite get it. I mean, I like some of the songs, but, I don't know why it's as big as it is, but maybe maybe it's just not uh, it's not time for me to get it yet. Sometimes it takes a little bit. I think Jeff
0: Mangum and the band as a whole is a lot of people's first like acoustic front um, album. There are a lot of people who are like the only kind of music that's like guitar led like that that I'll listen to is Neutral Milk Hotel. And it's like, oh, mm. you like the genre. You like this sound. You just don't know it because you've convinced yourself it's it's only them. Oh, OK. Um, because these same people won't talk about the the other Neutral Milk Hotel album that came out before.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, I think that's what that is. But um, fuck them, because we're not here to talk about them either.
1: <laughs> yeah, fuck them. We fuck all of the big bands that we talk about on this show. Yeah, Oasis, it was actually, Neutral Milk Hotel. It
0: was a little bit funny before we started recording. You were talking about um, looking forward to a like Beatles uh, like variety show, like someone's playing Beatles music. You know, yeah. Dude. And there's a running bit on the show where like, Camp Scouts is very anti-Beatles.
1: Yeah, fuck the Beatles. Fuck the Beatles. We, they uh, only we, created pop music. Fuck them.
0: We don't need them. Um,
1: I'd be just uh, fine without them.
0: Who, who wrote Tutti Fruity"? They created pop music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, now it's time to pay attention to you, Parker. We're at our last song of the day. This is uh, one of your songs. Do you want to cue us up?
1: sure this is uh better than you blues it's off of my new ep that came out uh my birthday september 29th so almost a month ago and yeah write it down wish me happy birthday next year we're still (laughs) in uh we are still in libra season so you can wish me happy libra season if you wish um and i made it like a year ago this ep with a guy named rubber band gun who's based in Philadelphia. I found him because I interviewed him on my podcast and he's very, uh, he's awesome. He's one of those dudes that just plays all the time um, or records all the time. Mainly he, he was a touring musician with um, Foxygen, which was sick. Um, I like Foxygen a lot. And He records almost everything to tape, or at least he really he likes to do that. So that really kind of made me interested in in doing that with him. Once I came up with a few songs that felt like they could really fit his vibe as a producer. Uh, And this was um, this was like the single off of that EP. And it's kind of just me wanting to be really petty, you know, and just make sort of like a diss track because I hadn't done that before. So that's kind of the story behind this one.
0: This is your beef Mac.
1: This is my beef Mac.
0: All right, let's check it out. Let's check out better than you blues.
1: You get high on retribution, throwing shade and smoking dope, killing all the executioners. Oh, we'll snip it to the next oh, one oh, oh.
0: <laughs> when you so when you cue when you queued this up you said it was a little petty i think uh, <laughs> i feel like maybe that was a mislead
1: <laughs> yeah i maybe underplayed it <laughs> well, the uh, solo is what really drives us home there mm-hmm. that was um that was this guy yes a, uh who lives in philly and when i wrote that song i had all the lyrics down and i I was banking on somebody on saxophone coming in because the last line is, I know you hate the saxophone. So I threw it in the song and I didn't want to change that. I didn't want to change it to like, I don't know, clarinet, like that sounds lame. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love clarinet, but it doesn't fit that, you know? Uh, so not enough. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and also it was true. Um. So I was like, I wanted to try to keep it as uh, authentic as possible. And, last minute um kevin who produced it uh this his friend hit us back up and he's like yeah i'll come through today and it was like two or three hours before i was supposed to get on my airplane and go back home he came through he played uh, or we played him the song once and we told him it was in c sharp and he was like all right cool and then he goes down there and that's the first take he lays down that's awesome yeah, we got him to do two more just in case. And then we listened back to him. And we we're like, nah, it's, it's this first one. And I mean, I don't know how he did it, you know. And we were just like, This is it, like easy peasy. And uh yeah, so I was I was pumped with the way that turned out.
0: That's awesome. I like the um uh rubber band guns instrumentation with the guitar I like the dun 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 dun. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he really did great layering. Um layering a lot of the guitars and um he played the drums on that as well which was cool he's he's a freak he's so good um and then (laughs) this guy um his name's joey he came through and he played trumpet on my other two songs um Mm -hmm. and for that song he had a i like for the life of me don't remember what it what this instrument is it's essentially an electronic clarinet it's okay. essentially what it looks like but um it's it's like a synth that you blow into it's super weird oh yeah i know
0: what you're talking about I d-
1: you do okay I i'd never seen I yeah i'd never seen one in my life and he he busted it out uh to play on one of kevin's tracks while he was there and um he he did like a little uh, sub bass. So if you listen closely on the second verse, you can hear only the second verse, I think. You can hear him playing just like the womp, 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 womp. And it's like, it's not the bass guitar. It's not just the bass guitar. Like he adds that in there. And it's just a I I love that little detail because... Most people just think if they do notice it's a scent, they would think it's like a, a moog like sub bass yeah. thing. And it's literally him, he's blowing into this thing making these sounds. Um, so I always I always think about that when I listen to it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh so I have two questions for you. One, out of the songs you have available, what made you pick this one? And then two, uh, who are we beefing with if you're comfortable talking about it?
1: <laughs> I'll I'll leave the beef up to uh to you know if you know you know they know but, yeah like
0: really aggressive <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um i'm not gonna call call anybody out but it is probably an if you know you know and then um the reason why i picked this song was just because out of the four i feel like it's the most door busting like it's the mm. like that's why it's the first one on the ep I feel like you hear this and you're like, Oh, okay. What's the next one going to be? I feel like, you know, it's to me, it's the hookiest or at least it's the. Maybe it's not the hookiest, but it is the one that you get it as soon as you hear it. Whereas um, the song it's so you, which is also the name of the EP. It's so you that one, I think they're all pretty accessible, but that one is more of like the, this you know, the slow dance at the John Hughes movie prom situation. Um, and then even though and the good things too, those two songs are um kind of Beatles-y, um 60s, 70s, uh soft nah, soft rock kind of, yeah. Um, but this one is just like, I don't know, it's like the really fun one, I think, and people yeah. can just rock out to it.
0: Yeah, I think it is i think it's a great song i think um calling it a doorbuster is really cool because it does start very immediately you are yeah kind of exactly into the build um which is cool every song shouldn't have to have a pre-chorus after the first verse uh um, right yeah so before we shift over to the second half of our show really quickly we want to say thank you to the echolocation's Thank you to Mark Whalen and Nico Bocos. Thank you to Lost Dianas. And thank you to you, Parker, for sharing music on the show. We don't have a show without it, and it means the world.
1: Oh, yeah. Shout out to the Echo locations, especially. They're great. Everybody go check them out.
0: All right. And now... Welcome to our special segment, CSN, Camp Scouts News. Today we're talking about your podcast. On that note, um, because I really want more people, I really, I really want more people to be listening to music podcasts. So, tell us what you do.
1: So, my podcast is called On That Note. Uh, I interview artists, um, and it's a little. I like how structured yours is. Uh, mine is not as structured. I have, I have like two sections. Um, and really, all it is is um, more of a conversation um, and then a last five where I ask them five questions. But the conversation, I, only, I just say it's like a conversation because I'll write down notes that I do want to bring up. Typically, whatever the newest project is that they released, whether that's a single or album or EP. And then we'll get into that um, and talk about usually the writing and the recording process advice they have for other artists things like that I really started it um just because I felt like I wanted to make something that I wish I could have listened to when I was younger Mm -hmm. because I didn't realize when I was middle school high school age that you could do so much with just your computer and audio interface and and um you know a guitar and all you had to do was just make it you know you have yeah. you can pull samples from spliced or whatever and i just knit i didn't know that stuff i didn't know anything about the business i still don't really um i don't know as much as i probably should but this podcast in a way was something that felt like a win-win-win like a win for me because i get to meet and learn a lot from these artists who i look up to and respect a win for the artists because usually they're not you know some huge star like and you know they get a little bit of free press or a little bit of free publicity and you know hopefully they enjoy doing it as well and then a win for any um audience member who maybe picks up on something that they didn't know about or they wanted to learn more about this artist that they really like, but maybe they don't get the chance to do as many interviews or even if they do do interviews, maybe there aren't any good ones. Like that was another part of it was listening to interviews with people that I really liked and like just feeling like there was such a wasted opportunity to get to know the artist a little bit more in depth. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: There are a lot of interviews that are done by a fan and I hate that shit. I don't, I don't, and not that I interview people or have interviewed people that I don't like, but I'm not here to be a fan. I'm here to like get you to be comfortable to say some information that makes our conversation a companion piece to your work. Hmm. If I'm, I hate listening to somebody compliment somebody for an hour and a half. It pisses me off so much.
1: I think it's one thing to do that, but it's another, what would piss me off was when just the questions were so like, like, okay, maybe like, a pitchfork thing where the person is clearly hired by this company and I got no beef with pitchfork I'm just using that as an example but somebody is hired by this company to interview this person and like whether they know them or not you know whether they give a shit about them or not and then they just ask them questions that are like so like what was it like uh, you know going on tour this month and you're like it's everybody goes on the <laughs> same kind of tour you know like ask them something I don't know don't waste anyone's time here yeah. uh, ask them something that's interesting um do the research and you know not we can't you know i don't know that that would always just frustrate me when i'd find a band that i really liked and they did an interview and then the interview is just like i got nothing out of that
0: yeah but you do a weekly show i did a weekly podcast before this one it was also interview based and that time management alone on that is hell how do you keep up to make sure you're hitting your release goal every week?
1: Well, <laughs> funny, bring that up right now because I I didn't uh, have one planned for this week. Uh, oh, I did, so. no, I swear, I promise. No, no, I know. <laughs> it was, I, I had planned to do one over the weekend with my friend who was in town to watch a show that I was playing. And then the next morning we were just like not up for it. So we were like, well, let's move it. And I was like, ah, well, I have one in the bank, but the guy I interviewed wants it to come out closer to the album release, which I totally get. So I didn't want to put that out just because. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just, it's fine. Like if I don't do it for one week. Um, But what is funny is it used to be twice a week for That's like o- almost a year. Um, But part <laughs> of it was because I'd started it in... August of 2020. So the pandemic was still mm. like raging. Um, so there was well, not a lot to do. So it was just super easy to reach out to people and have them come on. And, you know, there'd be times I'd have three or four in the bank and, um, it, uh, I mean, you know, it wasn't super strenuous. It's more of getting myself to do like the reaching out, um, now, that I, now that I live in Athens and I'm around so many awesome uh, artists, I'm starting to try to do the in-person thing a little bit more, which mm-hmm. is a little harder because um, I live with Tommy and well-kept and he, he produces people out of, his, out of his room all day. So depending on the day, <laughs> it's super loud, you know, so, yeah. so we have to like coordinate around that um so I'll have to do it like early in the morning usually which is kind of nice to like start the day off with a fun interview yeah um but yeah I mean it can be I don't want to say it's overwhelming because I enjoy doing it a lot um but yeah it can be uh anxiety inducing at times yeah um especially if it's somebody I'm really like stoked to interview and I want to do a good job. Right. I mean, I always want to do a good job, but if it's somebody I've known for a while, like looked up to for a while, that's uh that's its own kind of level of nerves.
0: Oh yeah. I, so what I would do is I would interview in blocks and release weekly. And so uh, for example, we're talking now in October, if I was doing that that past release schedule, this would have come out in February, and so oh, whoa. whatever conversation we're having, you have to wait. And every now and then, you get somebody that like messages you, and they're like, "Hey, is that coming out? Like, is that thing we talked about?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah later." <laughs> so and I hated doing that. That's
1: a long time.
0: Well, I was in school. I was in college. I was in class full time. I did thirty nine hours a week overnight at uh, public supermarkets. And so when I would have a free day, I would reach out to as many people as possible and schedule all of them on the next. Free uh, day. Available. So I would do five, six, seven interviews in a day. And by the end of it, you're like done talking to people, your brain.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but it was cool. It like, it made me better at doing this. Um, I also started podcasting with a friend of mine in college for similar reasons to what you're talking about. Like you can make stuff. And I want to listen to, I want to make stuff that I want to listen to. Um. And so when I started the last show, I went into it by myself to find out if I like doing cool creative work consistently, like it's fun to make a show and then get the bones going and start it. But is it fun to do that same show a year from now?
1: Hmm, Yeah, it is. is, Yeah. If Um, I had to start something new right now, I don't know what the hell I would do. Like, (laughs) I'm glad I I'm glad I have this formula, you know, starting something new would be very daunting.
0: Yeah, also like I um I like to give a part of myself in, in, in by meaning that I mean like my routine and my day to day to whatever I'm working on. And so I like being the Camp Scouts guy. I like talking about the show, I like working on it, thinking about the future. Um you know, la- uh at the time this comes out, we will have had our Halloween episode come out with cool. and Peza and um that was something that we were trying to fill a hole for in September. We weren't going to do it until he was just, we were just, I was just talking to him on Instagram and I was like, Oh fuck, like this is perfect. Um, yeah. But I, like, I love doing that. So yeah, the idea of like people who run like multiple shows, I'm like, yeah, I could never do it. I, w- I want to put as much of me as I can into what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. It would be fun to do a show that was, I mean, cause I try to do research for the, my show for the of the guest which is always a little more time consuming like the interview yeah. itself is you know at max an hour and a half um so that's not as time consuming but doing the research and all that is a little tough so if i could do something that didn't require that you know and it's mm-hmm. more conversational based without having to do that that would be cool i mean you
0: can give shitty interviews like you can't you can't that is true that is true i could lower yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know that never occurred to me
0: i never thought about phoning it in i um (laughs) there's something about though and um like finding something really old on the person you're going to talk to and be like oh hell yeah going
1: nardwar on them Yeah. yeah so fun i've done that a few times and it's hilarious when you when you know you're like they're gonna be so confused when I bring this up.
0: Yeah, I um uh, I did that once, uh, in an interview. This guy had made an album and all the songs were less than two minutes. Um, and I had brought him on to talk about his like web comics that he was doing and. I was like, yeah. So I found a project of yours from 2013. And he was like, oh, is it the poetry? And I was like, nope. But it like, let's it is now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're like, well, let's talk about that.
0: Like if that's if that's more hidden than the other thing I found, yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That's such a fun feeling when you do uh, discover these weird. Because I mean, the internet it it it's keeping all of this shit. So yeah, they you know I'm sure you can find some. You can dig up some shit on me for sure uh i remember i'm waiting one day somebody will bring up my parkour video from oh, no. 2010 probably dude it's awful we called it minor or minor parkour because hardcore parkour was like the thing mm-hmm. at that time and we were not very good but we were trying to embrace this we called it minor parkour i don't Off know why i'm telling shot. you this now Onto the cause... refrigerator
0: box into the dumpster
1: yeah yeah it was awful <laughs> but it's like you know two middle schoolers, shout out to Griffin. We would, uh, (laughs) we would like go to, dude, it's terrible. So bad.
0: Um,
1: so what do
0: you want to go back to the show? Um, and we gotta kind of start moving towards the end. What do you want people to take away from On That Note as a whole? Like, if someone were to back up and look at your show as a big picture, what do you want them to walk away with?
1: It's a good question. Uh... Um, (laughs) <laughs> I would say that. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's different different people would take different things away from it. Mm-hmm. I think one perspective is the initial reason why I thought about it, which was somebody like me when I'm younger, uh, when I was younger, could listen to this interview with somebody that they really enjoy but maybe isn't super popular and is between you know 40 minutes to an hour uh, of like a conversation and really get to know that artist and also if they are a musician get to hear advice and tips and tricks and how to do things and maybe not feel so um so far away from that you know like realize like hey that person is just another person too yeah and there you know they all they did was pick up a guitar one day and try to make it uh so maybe bridge that gap and then also just from a fan's perspective of who doesn't have anything to do with music maybe they just want to get to know more about that person um and then selfishly i also love to get to talk to these artists and collect all this information myself and i mean pretty much the reason why I live here in Athens now is because I interviewed Clark sound who we mentioned, I think Mm. before we started recording this episode Um, and he i interviewed him. I met him after that in person and told him I wanted him to produce the CP that I had. He then said he'd produce it, but he couldn't like engineer it. But somebody named uh, Patrick Doherty shout out in Athens could do it. And so then we would go there here I lived in Atlanta at the time. And then as I would come here, like every other day or whatever it was to record, I'd meet a bunch of people that live here, locals. And it got to the point where I met, you know, nine or 10 Athens locals I Met Tommy, he said he had a room open. I was very interested. So then I moved here and now I've assimilated myself here. And it's just interesting that something that was such an on the whim or out of the blue idea to do this podcast has led me to this. It led me to make that EP with Kevin up in Philadelphia that I just put out, go check it out on Spotify. It's so you, and uh, yeah, the plug and never miss a chance. Uh, but, but yeah, so it's just wild that this podcast has led me down so many avenues that otherwise I wouldn't have gone down. So yeah, um, Bigger picture, I guess I would like for people to see it as um, a lot of different things. You know, uh, in general, just a, hopefully a helpful resource and also maybe entertaining.
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think that's awesome. I think you are on track to do that. I, th- I I think it'd be weird if you were like, I want people to take away how kind of quirky I am. You know, I think
1: I'm super quirky. <laughs> uh, look at me, I have a podcast.
0: Look at yeah, I'm a white guy with a podcast. I'm one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> exactly dude. I don't know. I know I try to battle that every day, but it's an yeah, uphill battle. That's why personally
0: I will I will never make a movie podcast or I will never go on a podcast to interview about work ethic. Those are the two things. Work ethic. <laughs> yeah. I will <laughs> yeah. talk about how hard I, or are like how hard or like your grussle. I'm not, I
1: don't yeah.
0: There's enough of that.
1: Pull yourself have... up by your bootstraps.
0: Yeah. I I have one movie podcast idea that I'm holding on to in case I have oh. a break but it's, there's a twist. Well, I, I don't want to talk about it on the show, but, um, Uh,
1: Off air. I'm curious.
0: It's, it's goofy.
1: Um, even better.
0: I was, I have one more question for you and then we'll, we'll do our plugs and we'll get the hell out of here. Um, you've kind of touched on it a little bit. Interview podcasting has a very big effect on you as the interviewer. You have a collection of knowledge and experience in front of you every time you talk to someone um do you think that's changed your day-to-day beyond moving to athens like do you think that's changed your day-to-day in a, in a way
1: yeah i'm i'm sure uh because yeah like you just said beyond moving to athens beyond getting to make this ep there are obviously those big things i've noticed mm-hmm. um that have changed my life but there are, are certainly, I mean, I've done 128 episodes, I think, at this point, um, and everyone's different. Only one person has been a repeat, and that was for my 100th episode. Shout out Bobby Rethwish. He's great. Uh, but he, anyway, yeah, I think in general, each episode, whether I'm conscious of it or not, it does play a part in my um the way I want to move through my career or life or anything I mean I've had interviews that feel more uh practical you know they're more like practically how to move through the music industry practically how to record something practically how to release something or market something and then I've had episodes that feel more like Like a therapy session where this, and and to me, I just try to read the room. Some people they come in and I can tell right off the bat, they are, it's either their first time they've ever done something like this, or they're just in general a little more uncomfortable talking about themselves or what they want to do. And maybe they just felt like they had to do it. Um, And then I've interviewed people that are like, I let them take the reins because I can clearly tell like they're ready to go. Like they got their engines revved. Um, and I love all kinds. I mean, it's, it's fun to sit back and watch somebody kind of make the show, um, because that's, what's cool to me when somebody gets to like use that platform. Um, but it's also really cool when I get to interview somebody and it's, um, you know, more of this like therapeutic, thing for both of us yeah and the best part is that it's it can be anywhere around the world i mean i've interviewed people that are um from sweden and uh a few in in england and you know it's weird because all of a sudden you start building up all these virtual friends that you've never met but you still mm-hmm. have a like a connection with like my hundredth episode who i interviewed at like number 30 or so the bobby Rethwish, like they still message each other message each other every now and then and just check up and it's kind of wild that we can do that like we live in an age where we can have friends and um, mentors and um, peers that are literally across the world who you've never met
0: yeah I I think it changes your life in a big way Um, it is funny because I guess theoretically you could just reach out to interesting people and have conversations with them but it's a lot easier to do that under the guise of a podcast.
1: 100%. Yep. Yeah. That was another, like, subconscious reason I think I did this. Because reaching out to be like, can I pick your brain? They're like, fuck off. Who what are does you? this guy
0: want? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> if they see that logo, that podcast logo, they're like, hmm, this guy must be legit. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm like, totally lying. Yeah. You know? It's all marketing.
0: Yeah. Um, but with that, I, uh, I'd like to ask you, where can we find you on the internet?
1: You can find me at Parker whirling on Instagram, Spotify, uh, Twitter, all that. I don't really use Twitter other than to just lurk, but, um, you can still follow <laughs> me on there if you want, if you also um, but I, yeah, and then TikTok, which I'm not very good at, but you can follow at on that note on TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that stuff. It's just my name. It's nothing clever. I wish I was that clever. Um, and then my podcast as well on that note, underscore podcast.
0: All right. Um, and, um, oh, me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Freeman underscore. You can follow the show at Camp Scouts Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us if you are so inclined at campscoutspod at gmail.com uh, with some music recommendations. We'd really appreciate it you uh we can sign up for the newsletter in the description below we have a mailchimp letter uh by the day if you're listening to this the day it comes out you missed november's newsletter by one day uh Oof. so sign up so you don't miss december's every mess of the month we share some songs we've shared some podcasts before just stuff that i think you should be listening to because it's worth your time and sometimes music we wanted to share for the show but didn't get permission mm. um yeah so once again thank you to lost diana's the Echolocations, Mark Whalen, and Nico Bocos, and you, Parker, for hanging out on the show. We really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It's, it's been a blast.
0: Yeah, man. I really, I think it's fun. I almost said I really appreciate it as well. We would have been stuck in
1: a, a, a back-and-forth appreciation battle. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Goodbye. Bye.